welcome to the chat. That's right, the Chucklehead Chat, a podcast hosted by me, Chief of the Chuckleheads. New topic each week with a great new guest host. Sit back, enjoy the show, be entertained, be educated, laugh, cry, hate it, love it, or fall asleep to it. It's okay because it serves a purpose. Welcome to the show. And here we go. We're recording again another episode of Chucklehead Chat. And tie your back, baby. Hey, how's it going? Good to have you back, man. Thanks for being back on the show. Absolutely. The Thanks ABA, for having me. The ABA Dreams episode was a smashing success. I had tons of people hit me up and just saying, hey, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And like I knew something that would be interesting to people was the way that people came across the um, the big deal at the end of mm-hmm. the episode with the Silna brothers. So it was pretty exciting and people were just, it was just a big, a lot of people were excited about it and it was just pretty cool to have heavy on. I appreciate you coming back and this is episode number two. Maybe you'll officially one day be a contributor to the two things, Seed Sing and Chucklehead Chat. It'd be fantastic for me. Yeah, the Silna deal too is kind of uh, timely also because we just had Bobby Bonilla day who I think is the second greatest contract ever in sports history, right behind yeah. the Silna brothers. You know what? Maybe we'll do an episode of um, sports contracts because I was looking through, because I also celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day <laughs> just because it's a great day. I mean, how can you not love a guy that gets a check for $1.2 million every year until 2035? Yep. And so with doing that, I was actually like looking up just different kind. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of Tons. cool contracts, and you know, maybe we'll. Man, that might be another episode. Absolutely, that'd be fun to do. So um, today's ep- episode is where's your team, and that's right. Today we're talking about team relocations and Ty. How many like Los Angeles? Zero, zero. <laughs> as far as far as my knowledge, I mean, I'm sure they have some little ones, but it's not the land of ten thousand lakes. How about is there a I don't know, man. I've never been to to Utah or Salt Lake City, but has there been a lot of jazz playing? No, like isn't Utah all about not dancing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like that's like we're like Footloose, and I don't know if that's where Footloose came in, but yeah. So we're today we're talking about sports team relocation, and you know the Lakers and the Jazz. Those are some of the common ones. So the Lakers, they were initially in you know Minnesota and Minneapolis, and. They were they were a team that that decided to move. Same thing with the Jazz. They were, you know, down in New Orleans, which you know makes sense Tons because sense. that would, you know, lots of great music's playing down there. But yeah. those teams move. Uh, those teams were you know retained the names, which I don't know. Like I think that'd be a cooler name than the. I mean, the Lakers is a, a cool name. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I mean, Los Angeles, you could have come up with some pretty cool names. It could have been way and. <clears throat> That's the thing, like with the Minneapolis Lakers, to me makes so much sense because again, Minneapolis is the land of ten thousand lakes. I have family there. I've been to tons of those lakes, so they had that was the perfect name for them. And New Orleans Jazz, just like you said, perfect name for them. They have that cool music, Bourbon Street, all that type of stuff. But yeah, you think with with L.A., there's so many other. They could have gone traditional routes and like you know usc is the trojans they could have just called themselves the los angeles trojans or something along those lines of a traditional name trojans wildcats mustangs just anything like that but you know like you could have called them the la hollywood or something like that just just the the la movie stars just because that's what they have there and with utah i mean there's so many names that would be better served than the jazz for you the utah mormons the uh 
Utah churchgoers, the Utah, I, I don't know. There's just so many names that are so much better suited for Utah than Jazz. And you're right about the Lakers. It's a cool name. It's I, it's as iconic as the Celtics, but it just doesn't fit with the city that they're in. Yeah, and so I think that just like, you know, why do you think – there's lots of different reasons, but you know, what are some of the main reasons why teams relocate? So it's funny. We talked about this with the ABA on the last time I was on, and it's as clear today as it was back then, as it is now, as it will probably always be. I think it's all about money. No offense to Minneapolis. Again, I have a ton of families who, ton of family that live out that way, but you're going to make way more money moving to Los Angeles. Just it's fact that there's more people live there. <clears throat> more people will pay money, higher, higher amounts of money to buy tickets to go there and do stuff like that. So it's just, it's all about the money and the, the simple fact that they can just make money hand over fist by relocating to a bigger, more vibrant, more just nicer cities again nothing against minneapolis is beautiful but los angeles is big and there's more people and there's more people willing to spend money the utah one is a little bit more confusing to me i don't understand why they went from new orleans to utah and why utah has stuck around so long and i know new orleans has the pelicans now and they had the hornets for a while but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like that that one confuses me a little bit because new orleans just seemed maybe it's because they're a football town and it could be their college football and their nfl teams are more important but I don't understand why they took the Jazz, especially when they had the Jazz. They had guys like Pete Maravich oh, on their team. Oh, Pistol Pete, baby. Yeah, and then they moved them to Utah, which is – it's a cliche, but they are a buttoned-up city. So that one – the Minneapolis to L.A. makes sense. The New Orleans to Utah kind of confuses me. So when you think, you know, teams that relocate, like you think some of their players – okay, so you're going – like let's think about the Lakers. If you go from <laughs> – like I said, no offense to you know no, Minnesota, yeah, no, like, no, no, no. but if you're, the likelihood is most of these players weren't from Minneapolis. Uh-huh. So, I mean, could you imagine just finding out like all of a sudden you're going to start working in Los Angeles now? That would be awesome. I I think they were probably thrilled. When so they those got players, that but then all of a sudden you're in you're you know a New Orleans Jazz, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, by the way, guys, we're you know. Moving, moving offices to, to Utah, to Salt Lake City. And I mean, could you, and like, again, this is nothing no to offense, do with, yeah. no offense to anyone out there that loves being in Utah. I've never been there. I'm sure it's gorgeous. But some people, you know, they, they're used to a certain thing and they love certain things. But then it's like, oh, man, I just can't, you know, can't believe we got to go and spend our work days in Salt Lake City. Well, and you think back when they moved players weren't making the money they're making now so it's not like they had multiple homes you know like when LeBron played in Cleveland he had a house in LA and you have a lot of that going on you know Brad Beal I believe works out in LA over the summer he plays for Washington he's from St. Louis like so the players nowadays have more money so it wasn't a big deal but yeah totally uprooting your life say you're a married man with kids you have to take them out of the school system and move them but yeah just being like a young you know 22 year old rookie and you're stoked to be playing in new orleans and then a year later they tell you okay we're moving to utah now that would be i, I that had to have been a drag again no disrespect to those cities yeah but. don't don't call the hotline and try <laughs> yeah. to cancel us if you're listening from utah, utah and right. keep listening if you're from yes. utah we're not dogging utah we're just talking about the if you're used to one thing and all of a sudden you don't have a choice you yeah. have to be uprooted to another place all of a sudden well and that's like 
trying to just compare it to my real my regular life i was born and raised in st louis i've lived here my whole life and i'm trying to think of like that would be equivalent of being told i have to move to like whatever small sleepy town in the middle of iowa or something right. and that's kind of how i felt those players felt going from new orleans to utah but minnesota to los angeles i'm sure those people were thrilled most most of those people were thrilled i'm sure they are and so you know we always talk about it it's it's sports it's fun but on the professional level at the end of the day of course we know it's a business and going along with the business it's you know we talk about the names and we talk about the you know images and the likenesses and you know those are owned by the teams and trademarked by the teams you know not like by the cities or anything but should so you have a few different scenarios should the owners of these teams be allowed to take those names with them like if you i think once again for you know from the the lakers move from minneapolis to los angeles like i know it's i mean you're, you're still the team mm-hmm. i know it's your brand that's your past but part of it is if you're my thinking is if you're going to move your franchise to a different location, you clearly want to start fresh anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not start fresh with a brand new name and new image, new likeness, and just start start over? I agree with that, and I think <clears throat> what the Pelicans did was the right way to do it. You kind of let the city vote on what they want the team to be named, and I think that's a smart way to go about it. I, again, I understand that there's advertising and you – might have a deal with some sports company where you have to sell your stuff. But I coach a nine U baseball team and the way we do it is we just ask the kids, what do you want your team name to be? And we let them pick. So I think it'd be really cool if they, if they asked the players are what they did in new Orleans with the Pelicans is you ask the city, what do you want your team to be named? And you know, you worry about branding and image and the stuff that already has Lakers or jazz on it. Think of the amount of money you can make. I'm sure the Pelicans made, especially now with Zion and when they had Anthony Davis, I'm sure they made a ton of money switching over to the Pelicans and getting that stuff. So I think you should leave it up to the team or even more preferable for me would be the city. Let the city pick the team name. If you want to keep it, that's fine because I'm sure the owners have have a say in that. But if you want to change it, change it too. Do Has your any of your – your nine U teams like voted to be like the Twinkies or the Monsters or anything really cool. <laughs> Not or? yet, but we um, our most recent team name that we've had for the past two years has been the Outlaws. The Outlaws, which I think I like is pretty it. cool. Yeah, yeah so that's I enjoy that. But we haven't had anything too like all the boys on this team play Fortnite or Minecraft. So I'm just waiting for some oh, kind of name to come from that. Oh boy, that <laughs> ought to be interesting. And so, and I, part of it is I bring up that you know the the team names and stuff because I think of. So like you mentioned the Pelicans, but then I also think like, you know, when when Bud Adams moved the, the Houston Oilers to Tennessee and they changed it to the Titans. Mm-hmm. And I was just actually, it was interesting before I even, you know, thought about doing this team relocation episode. I was reading this article about how, you know, the the new owners of the franchise, they kind of wanted that Oilers name, but bud adams he really didn't want to give that up and it's just like you know why why do you need to keep that the rights to that name and you know you're not ever going to be the the oilers again you're clearly not going to be the the tennessee oilers i'm not sure how many oil fields are there (laughs) but i just don't know like to me that's part of it like is it 
an ego or a hostage thing. And then that complete opposite was whenever, you know, the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens moved from Cleveland to Baltimore. Part of their deal for them, I guess, letting them out of their lease with the city or mm -hmm. whatever, was that the city of Cleveland got to retain the rights to the, you know, the name of the Browns in case they ever had a franchise again. Yeah, I. so that's funny, too. We talk about egomaniacal owning names. The Cleveland Browns are literally named for their owner, Paul Brown. Like, that was why, that's why they're called the Browns, which is wild to me. But, no, like, I, I do want to say – the Houston Oilers had some of the coolest uniforms. They did have some awesome <laughs> uniforms. And that symbol is awesome. <clears throat> but, yeah, I think – see, I think keeping that name, it is a matter of pride, of ego. Like, oh, I came up with this name. I'm going to keep this name because I'm the one who decided we're going to be called the Oilers or I'm the one who decided we're going to be called the Titans. But I think with them moving from Houston, which is notorious for oil rigs and stuff like that and going to Tennessee, which isn't, they did – what I figured Utah would have done in changing the team name. And Tennessee Titans rolls off the tongue much better than Tennessee Oilers does. but Makes a little more sense, too. Yeah, it's, but <clears throat> I don't know. Like I just think it is a matter of pride. It is a matter of ego. You have this name or you, you bought this team. You want to name this team or you did this or you did that. And I don't know. I just – I think if – so <laughs> this is a very – weird like subject for me to go back and forth on but i think if you're going to move a team you leave it up to the city you let the city decide what that team's going to be called and if they want to keep the same name wonderful if they want to change it one it's like what they do with um what do you call it when teams expansion teams when right. you have expansion teams you kind of let the city pick carolina pick the panthers when they came in or toronto when they got an nba team they chose the raptors and it's been that forever so i think you want to leave it up to the city because that's where the majority of your fans are going to come from and really i know there's all kinds of different scenarios why teams leave um for the most part it comes down to money always uh well okay always <laughs> um you know but like whenever a, a team leaves it's almost like the owner is you're that city's dead to me, mm. but I'm still going to keep the name. Yeah. And because that's just been, you know, my brandy for so long. So that was, is one thing I, I just did find interesting. And so, you know, we talked about the Lakers, we talk about the um, Utah jazz and, you know, there's a lot of other, like we talked to just talked about the, some of the most recent ones like the Titans and, you know, the Carolina, you know, well, those are expansion teams, but um, you know, there's some, I, one reason why I, I started this podcast was for 20 years. My wife has always said, you're just full of useless knowledge. And Same I highly disagree. <laughs> I think all my knowledge is very Super useful. Yep. So and it's just, you know, it's like the eyes of the beholder or the ears of the, the listener or whatever you want to, however you want to do it. But in one thing we are at our, our church, we attend holds a trivia night every year. And one of the, of course, one of the categories was, team relocations mm -hmm. and I was so proud of myself man and <laughs> normally I do pretty good at the trivia stuff but I just ran that that one just and the funny part was because my dad and I were just talking about that kind of stuff the, the day before and sure. people 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 I go to church with thought I was cheating they said there's no way you know this you can't like someone like was thinking I was thinking I was on my phone my phone was in my pocket they're just going to town on me and I was like guys just you know relax relax like I can be this smart it's okay it's yeah. not I'm not like you know doing nuclear fusion or fission or whatever it is I'm not even smart enough to know what that is but I think there's some of the more obscure ones like you know for instance 
you know, the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they, <laughs> which I did not know until you sent me the break. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seeing you're, and, you know, you're almost as old as I am, and yeah. it's like a lot of people would never have realized or known that the New Jersey Devils were actually in Denver, Colorado, and they were called the Rockies. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I think that's super interesting. And again, we talk. I, I go back to you know doing research for this, and I go back to names, and those names are so fitting for the towns that they're into. And I no idea that New Jersey Devils, Colorado Rockies had any any type of relationship or whatever you want to call it, but. It's cool, and like you taught me something I had no idea about. I had no idea that was a thing. I was researching that, and I'm like, "This is I'm not gonna, you know, accuse you of cheating like some people do." I think, but I just think it's cool. And again, those names are absolutely perfect. And honestly, there's there's some baseball names that are just so befitting. But Colorado Rockies right. for any sport is like and the most befitting name I've ever. I heard. just got to ask you. Whenever I first sent you the, the breakdown of this episode, I had it in there. Did you believe me, or did you like what was this? Is this dude? What is he on? There's no so, like I've heard this isn't happening. Did you like have to look it up? And so I fact check me. I take notes anytime I'm going to record a podcast with anybody. And I will say I was searching a little bit, like kind of like all right, let's see if this is right or wrong. And you were right. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, you know, it was a fitting name for the, the Rockies. And, you know, they had a pretty cool logo, too. Did you yes. catch their logo? Oh, yeah. And here's the funny part is I've always known they were called, you know, I knew that they were called the Colorado Rockies when they were in Denver and played in Denver. But I never really knew what their logo was. So I was doing some research for this episode. But it is amazing the amount of times I've seen that logo. And I just thought it was like some tourist Colorado shirt mm -hmm. that people oh. buy, but that's been, people have been like wearing these throwback Colorado Rockies shirts. And I thought it was just like, oh, you just, you know, mm -hmm. this was a tourist shirt. Cause it has, a, cause this is a cool logo. It's a logo of a mountain with the sea on the front yep. of it. And I just thought, oh, it's just like, I've been to Colorado. This is a shirt I'm gonna buy. Exactly. But yet it's people just being nostalgic with their old team. So that, that was really cool. They, you know, they moved in. They were actually, before that, they were the Kansas City Scouts for one year. They were an expansion team in the NHL, and then they moved to Colorado, and they were in Colorado from 1976 to 1982. Then from 1982 to present, they're the New Jersey Devils, which, and, you know, you think about, and what I find interesting what some of these teams have relocated is they relocate and they just fit in the right spot. Mm -hmm. And then they're successful, they're popular. I mean, the yep. New Jersey Devils has a great has been a great Big NHL history. franchise even yeah. since they've been in New Jersey since 1982. And so um, we're going to do a few from each sport. Yeah. But, and so like the next one, you know, we're going to stick, we're going to do a, a couple more with hockey, but you know, the Hurricanes is another one. You know, yeah. They were, they, they were, they used to be the Hartford Whalers. Uh -huh. And that's the thing, like, I believe we talked about this on the ABA thing, how I'm not, I don't know a lot about hockey, which is weird because I'm from St. Louis, but I remember being a kid, and even so recently as nine years ago when my son was born, I would wear Hartford Whalers hats because I thought they were cool. Like The, the logo is cool. Yeah, and the W is a whale, and they would have the H on it somehow, so I thought it was cool. And again, this is a thing I didn't realize. Like, I thought, because I know a lot of the Canadian teams got like released from the NHL a while ago, and I assumed that Carolina was just an expansion team. I didn't realize that they moved them from Hartford to Carolina until you had brought this up to me. And that's interesting to me that they would go move them to a city like Carolina where 
you know, the day the day we're recording this, I, I believe Tampa Bay just won their second Stanley Cup, which yeah, is in a row. Yeah, which is wild to me that Tampa Bay is winning a Stanley Cup because I don't think of Florida as a hockey hotbed, and I believe they played Montreal, which is like one of the original franchises. Yeah. So it's just wild to me that you take a team from Hartford and move them to Carolina to play hockey. But again, I'm sure it all has to do with money. But I will say, like, I still. I will go out and I will buy Montreal Expos hats and Hartford Whalers hats because yeah, those are two hats just, that I love. They're just cool looking logos. They're just you know retro and they're fun. They're fun. Uh, one cool thing about the Whalers is that they were um, one of the four WHA teams that were admitted into the NHL whenever they did their merger. Mm. But yeah, so the you know the Carolina. Hurricanes, you know they're they've and they've had success too. They won a Stanley Cup in I believe 2005, 2006 season. So it just goes to show you, it's just sometimes it's about just the right fit, getting people excited about a new team. Um, now we're going to move over to the NBA, which of course is, is your is your right. wheelhouse, and this is another cool one too that people don't realize is the Sacramento Kings. Uh-huh. You know yeah. we got some we had some cool cool players that used to play for the. I mean they're still now, but I still think of like. Jason Williams and Chris Weber. Uh, Chris Weber. I mean, I used to love just watching Jason Williams play. He was just, just. I think I just like watching his attitude on the court. Imagine yeah, that. But it was awesome. <laughs> he was fun to watch. You know, Chris Weber. All these other, you know, great Roddy. players. Yeah, you know, good old Diva. They all played, and it was fun to watch them play. But you know, you think of that Sacramento Kings team, and anyone that's probably, you know, under you know, 45 years old, you know, they're just thinking about Sacramento, but they have roots that go back to, you know, the, the early forties from Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were in Rochester, New York. And not only that, but they're actually NBA champs in 1951 as the Rochester Royals. (laughs) And so, you know, the, the Kings are are a cool squad, but then they, they moved from Rochester to Cincinnati. And then all of a sudden from Cincinnati to Kansas city, but what, you know, the cool thing about them being in Kansas City is that they split the they split their names actually called the Kansas City Omaha Kings yep. and they and they switched their name from the Royals to the Kings because they didn't want to get confused with the baseball, the baseball team, team. Yeah. but so I mean that happened in 1972 and you know what do you like that an NBA you know we talked a little bit about this in the ABA episode but with the NBA you know NBA 1972 pretty established league. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a team splitting time in two different cities like this? It's very ABA-esque to me. It kind of seems like they couldn't figure out where they wanted to be, and it's wild to me that they split from Kansas City and Omaha. Like, you could have picked, I don't know, Kansas City and Lawrence, Kansas, or Kansas City and Manhattan, Kansas, because that's closer to me. But I I don't know what they were thinking back then. It just it seems very ABA-esque that Kansas City wanted a team – but the only way you could do it is if you split with another city. Okay, well, we'll split with Omaha. Let's just pick a city out of the hat and, and split with that. But it, it's interesting. I, You know, maybe they were thinking, well, we can get a Kansas City fan base and we can get an Omaha fan base and have those converge. Yeah, because, I mean, Omaha, I think, is just about three hours north of Kansas City up, I think, Highway 29, I believe. I, yeah. could, I could be wrong. But um, I think, too, I mean, a cool – like, I think about it once again, it's, you know, we go back to the business aspect of it. If you're an owner, I mean, do you – at the end of the day, you know, when you have a business like this, and especially, like, back then when it 
probably wasn't as profitable as it is now. Mm-hmm. So you probably need to figure out like, how do I maximize, you know, my profit potential? And so I kind of think like this is, it's weird, but it was almost a little ingenious because all of a sudden instantly you're going after two market shares. Yeah. No. And I think that's a very good idea to get <clears throat> those two in there. And three hours isn't a long way, but like, you know, put it in terms that we would understand. What if the St. Louis Cardinals were called the St. Louis Springfield Cardinals? That right. would be, that would be kind of weird. Like, right. I get what you're saying. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. But no, it, it makes, it's a brilliant idea. And to draw in two different cities to be fans of your team, I think is great. But also I do, again, I'm, I'm like, I'm really into merchandising. I like to buy throwback stuff. We'll talk about a team in a second when I'm wearing a throwback t-shirt of today. But I like the fact that the Major League Baseball team and the NBA team at that time, it was the Royals and the Kings. That makes a ton of sense to me. And to to strip the Royals name from basketball because you don't want to confuse it and switch it to Kings, that's that's a great move by by Kansas City, Omaha, Sacramento. Just at that time with Kansas City to have a team there and be like, well, we're not going to be called the Royals, but we will piggyback on what the baseball team is called yeah and i didn't until you kind of said that i didn't even really put that together as far as the kings and the royals but that that is actually pretty pretty clever and so um we're you know we're gonna stick with hoops and you know i mean this is a more recent one but i still think this one's pretty interesting and you're actually wearing a Vancouver Grizzlies <laughs> shirt right now, and John Moran on. Uh, yeah, and I, I even asked him like, "Did you?" He's like, like, "No, I just <laughs> kind of thought about that driving over." <laughs> but um, what I find really interesting about this is that the NBA expanded into Canada for the first time with yeah. the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies, yeah. which we're, we're going to talk about. And you know that only happened in 1995. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, five or six years later, they're moving. They're on the move. Yeah. So like I just that blows me away. It's like the NBA thought it was a good idea to have these two teams. Let's expand to these areas. I mean, you know, the, we're we're not talking about 1970 or 1950. We're talking about 1995, where they should have tons of research and development. And time. I mean, there could have been other great cities for like mm, St. Louis, St. Louis that this could have <laughs> that they these teams could have gone to. And then so they said, okay, well they're you know. The, we have to have two Canadian teams mm-hmm. for them to have, you know, be rivals and for them yeah. to have people to play or, or whatever, sure. whatever their thoughts were. But I just don't know, like, when the NBA did this, did they not think that this wasn't going to work? Or it just, it just blows my mind. <clears throat> Again, I think it's tapping into marketing. You know, the NFL is trying to do it now with all their games in London. And even though Canada feels very American, it is a different country. It's another country. So I think they wanted to we're going to tap into the Canadian market and we're going to put these two teams here. And I remember I was 13 when this happened, like deep, deep in the NBA at that point, huge Seattle Supersonics fan when this came around. But I, I was like, all right, I'm going to like one of these new teams that comes. And I picked Vancouver. Don't know why, no idea why I did when I was 13 years old, but I, I have pictures of myself walking around my middle school with Vancouver Grizzlies shirts on. Awesome. You mentioned today. I, I used to have the jersey that John Morant's wearing here. I loved Sharif Abdul Rahim and Bryant Reeves when they played there. They those were my dudes when I was that age. You know, besides Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. <clears throat> so I latched on to Vancouver like that was my other team, and they just didn't get the pull that Toronto got. And I don't yeah. know if it's because Vancouver is more hockey type maybe it's deeper in british columbia so they wanted you know focus more on hockey or maybe on the toronto blue jays but 
the Raptors, they've stuck around. They won a championship two years ago. They're yeah. still here, and Vancouver is now in Memphis, which is the team that I now root for. So Yeah, and so do you think you would have – do you ever, like, wish you would have clung on to the Raptors just because you'd be, oh, my squad won NBA, yes. an NBA title. <laughs> I mean, you had a 50-50 shot. So. Well, and, like, because my basketball – I'm a huge Michigan basketball, college basketball fan, and they've been to Final Fours, but they haven't won it since 1989. And then with the NBA, it was the Sonics, and when they moved, it was Oklahoma City, and now it's Memphis. And it's like maybe if I had picked Toronto and I stuck with them when Seattle moved to Oklahoma City, I would have, I would have been more in tune with it. But I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what if I could go back and talk to 13 year old Ty, I'd be like, root for the Raptors, so you have a championship. Team. I mean, I'm no therapist, <laughs> but hopefully, if you had a chance to talk to 13 year old Ty, you would chat more. with him a lot more than about rooting for the <laughs> Raptors. All right, so you know we're here in St. Louis, Missouri, so I always got to throw some St. Louis stuff in, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably dig the the knife and ties back a little bit here. But do you realize how close the Grizzlies were to coming to St. Louis? Yes. How sad is that? I mean, we, we have a squad here, man. <laughs> you and I could be going to some St. Louis, well, it probably wouldn't be called the Grizzlies, but who knows what we would have called them. But we could have been hanging out, going to those basketball games, mm -hmm. probably playing down at the arena. Yep. And just because the potential owner was impatient and didn't listen to the NBA. So <laughs> this isn't on, we're going off the, well, we're never scripted, but we usually have some <laughs> yeah. topics here. Yeah. But I'm going down the rabbit hole here. So, you know, Bill Laurie, who was a, he's an heir to the he's, he's married to the one of the walmart kids yep. and his brother-in-law is stan Kroenke, which we're going to talk about later so stan Kroenke owns tons of sports teams um bill Ari, he he wanted a nba franchise mm -hmm. he tried to buy the nuggets didn't work who owns the nuggets his brother-in-law yep. um he so he buys the st louis blues and the place they play in that was then called the savas center but um he bought the blues not because he's a hockey guy but because he wanted the location because mm -hmm. he wanted to bring an nba he wanted to bring nba team to st louis mm -hmm. and he did an opportunity he had guess he had caught wind that the um grizzlies were going to go up for sale that they were going to be able to be moved yeah. and i kept trying to do research i didn't find a ton on it but yeah. i've read somewhere before that um basically the nba told him if you buy it you need to wait like a year or two then you can move the franchise and he wouldn't he didn't do it didn't want to wait Dad. he didn't want to wait you're, you're and like part of it why you know with like i said a sonics fan followed him in oklahoma city and then when oklahoma city broke up when kevin durant left <laughs> that was when i decided to Did you let him down easy <laughs> yeah that was when i um decided to find a new team to root for and Essentially, I picked Memphis because of proximity. Yeah, it's the close. closest that we have here. I've gone to plenty of games at the FedEx Forum up in Memphis. But, yeah, the fact that I could have just driven 40 minutes instead of four and a half hours or 30 minutes instead of four and a half hours to watch them play. And I don't know. Things could have been differently. But I, I love what Memphis is doing now with their basketball team. And so for me to think – I could be watching Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant playing together in St. Louis. It does, it does hurt my heart a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I had, I had to bring it <laughs> no, up. No, no, no. Just... I think about it. I, I, I was thinking about it when I watched them in the playoffs this year. So. Yeah, it's a, that's a fun uh, – and that was one of the reasons why I, I picked Vancouver. But, yeah, there was another team that I just – it really just that whole – besides them not coming to St. Louis, but really me thinking – they were only a six-year-old franchise before yeah. they moved. Just 
blows blows my mind. It was just, I think impatience. So yeah, they, they weren't getting the numbers that Toronto was, so it's all right. Time to move them. Visit Viviano's for all your favorite dishes from pasta, pizzas, sandwiches, and salads. Try the famous hot roast beef sandwich or shop the market for all the Italian cooking essentials. Don't forget the fresh bread brought in daily from the hill. Also, if you need Viviano's to cater, they can take care of all your catering needs. Visit Viviano'sCafe.com. That's V-I-V-I-A-N-O-S-C-A-F-E.com. like to thank Viviano's for being a friend of the show. So let's jump into, into the good old National Football League and... Um, you know, another team is the, you know, Baltimore Colts. They used they who are now the Indianapolis Colts, but they were another team. They shared, um, they shared a stadium with the Baltimore Orioles at the time, and the Baltimore Orioles one was raising their rent and stuff, and that was one of the things that kind of. I mean, it didn't happen overnight, but it happened pretty quickly, and there was also a few other places where. Indianapolis, the Colts could have landed besides Indianapolis. I'd seen that, you know, Phoenix was in the running, mm. um, Memphis was in the running, Jacksonville was in the running, New York wasn't even in the running for an, a third. <laughs> a third team. That's amazing. And so, but basically, you know, Robert Ursay was just like, we're, we're going to move. And, and I do, so like, I get frustrated when teams move because owners are greedy. Yes. But what I do agree with too is that, you know, if an owner is not going to get love from the city or that area and they're not going to get help with, yeah, it's a, it's a private, I get it. It's a private business. Maybe Mm -hmm. they shouldn't get, you know, you know, tiffs or whatever, different types of help from the city. But if a city is just refusing to work with you, I Mm -hmm. mean, that would like probably give me the impression of, okay, if you don't want to work with me, if you don't want me here, I'm gone. See ya. Yeah, no. And I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. And it's funny that, when I look at the Colts now, I I'm always still a little like taken aback that they were in Baltimore because they're just so ingrained to in me as the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck to I believe they have Carson Wentz now, but they they've always been Indianapolis to me, and I know that their move was very contentious and like you said, they were having a problem with the city and everything, but they it feels it feels correct that the Colts are in Indianapolis and not in Baltimore, if that makes any sense to you at all. But yeah, it just feels natural. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I think because yeah. a city like Indianapolis has just embraced them so much and they've yeah. had success and you know they've had like tons of great players. But like you said, I think it, it feels it does feel correct. Mm-hmm. That's a good a good way to put well, it. And like I, I'm glad that New York didn't get them because they don't need a third team. Or you know Phoenix, who Arizona ends up getting a team eventually, which talk about here in a second but it, it you know the the new york colts the phoenix that doesn't sound right to me as a person who watches football but the indianapolis colts does sound right to me as a person yeah, who watches it, football it does sound right and so they've you know they've been there since they you know they've been there since our lifetime you mm-hmm. know 1983 and so it was a little bit of controversy but we get it sometimes you know and i think too it, a the Ursay family, you'd probably they would probably say they have zero regrets on moving their moving their franchise. And they've won a Super Bowl in their time there. They've been to another one, I believe. I mean, the the team is is good and they're firmly entrenched. You know, Indiana, again a notorious basketball town, but I think people there love the Colts as much as they love the Pacers. Probably not as much as they love Indiana Bat University of Indiana oh, yeah. basketball, but still no way. they're the the Colts are high up there. Yeah, and so, you know, we're going jumping from the Colts. We'll go to the Cardinals. The Cardinals were 
one of our teams, which we're going to lament about later. But um, they were you know, the St. Louis football Cardinals for a while. But they were, you know, they bounced around even before they came to St. Louis. I believe they were in Cleveland for a little while, and they came here. Then, um, you know, they went to went to Phoenix, and they, you know, you think about it, I mean, you know, in St. Louis, they're called the Big Red Machine, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it was, you know, you had, like, Hall of Famers like Dan Deardorff and, you know, all these great, all these great players that played for him as the St. Louis Cardinals, and then you think about it, man, it's just so, it, it just blows my mind that they were, because I, I was, like, probably six when they moved, so I don't mm-hmm. really have a very yeah. good good memory of them being here but my memory is you know i'm a st louis kid but my memory of the football cardinals is being in being the arizona or the phoenix cardinals and you know they've had success there too they've been to a super bowl they've had some great players and it just shows you like another and another thing is you know the bidwell family they didn't really you know when you look at all the research and stuff a lot of it of course was over you know money issues it was over stadium stuff they up and leave but it was very contentious with the Bidwell family here in St. Louis, but you know, they go and get a new a new new scenery and they get a new city to go live in. And then all of a sudden now, you know, they're this great football family. And, you know, his his kids have done a wonderful job yeah. with the franchise. But, you know, I've heard lots of stories about how cheap Bill Bidwell was oh, yeah. and like how he was just, you know, didn't want to play players very much. He was all about the bottom line, which I get, but you know, if you want a good product, you gotta gotta put the put the product out there. Well, and it's it's funny to me that, you know, they were called the St. Louis Cardinals or the football Cardinals or whatever to call it, and they played in Bush Stadium. Again, this is a situation where they should have looked at Kansas City with the basketball stuff and been like, we're not going to be called the Cardinals. We'll call ourselves some other bird. But it's just – and I've read stuff too. You mentioned Dan Deardorff. I'm a big Michigan fan, so I read a bunch of like his biographies and stuff, and he talked about how horribly run – that football franchise was while they were here. So I, I I tend to believe the stories about Bill Bidwell and how much of a miser, I guess is the right word he was, but yeah, his, his kids have done an excellent job. And I'm like you, when I think of the Cardinals football team, I think of Arizona, I think of Jake Plummer and Larry centers and Larry Fitzgerald and guys like that. I don't think of anybody with the exception of Dan Deardorff that played for the St. Louis football Cardinals. Right. And of course, good old, uh, Pat Tillwell. Oh yeah, Pat Tillman. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I remember. Yeah, stud. Yeah. Um. So now let's go. You know, we talked about three of the four major. Uh, I guess one thing we're gonna have to probably. I'm not going on the rabbit hole again just for one quick second. Are, <laughs> yeah. Can so. we? Uh. Are Are we gonna say soccer is gonna be a major? The MLS is that a major? One of the major sports yet? Are we gonna say like the major five now, or because when we talk so, about the big four, we talk about NHL, NBA, the Major League Baseball, the NFL. What about is MLS gonna get up there anytime soon? So as a guy who's fully ingrained in sports and I love it, I've never played soccer. I, 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 when I worked for a company, I tried to coach it. I didn't know what was going on. My daughter's actually gonna try and play, but I, I, I've tried to get into it, and I think they've really tried. Just like we're trying to push football in London, mm-hmm. I think. People are trying to push soccer in America, and it just hasn't caught on. Yeah, like, I don't, think it's I, don't a fit yet. I don't know, I don't know what to say or how to not sound, you know, kind of mean about it. But it just has not caught on in America like it has in other countries. Like it would be cool if it did. And I had a cousin who played college soccer at SLU, and I went to those games, and 
I'm like, oh, my cousin's playing major division one soccer, but it was boring going to watch him play soccer. So that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't think it's caught on. I don't know anything about the MLS either. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I Sometimes I just start thinking about no, this stuff. It, and I good. just I go down. That's why it's called Chucklehead Chat. Or not. <laughs> this isn't some very smart <laughs> podcast here. So just for people to laugh at it probably make fun of me and turn me off but hey subscribe yeah absolutely <laughs> but um so like we jump into you know i love basketball but you know that's your favorite thing mm. and but my favorite thing has always been baseball just because i have great memories with my dad you know we lived absolutely. in the city we'd hop on the, the bi-state bus go all the way down south broadway get off and you know walk up to the stadium and we go to lots of games and um so baseball's just been you know my love and passion i think basketball is probably number two but you know we talk about there's been a lot of you know, baseball is the oldest, the oldest out of the the major four mm -hmm. sports that we have, and so they've had a lot of teams that have come and gone and have moved around. But some of the what I find some of the interesting is some of these. You know, there, there's two there's two teams we're gonna kind of talk about, and you know, they, they they came from the city, then one went to the city, and I find it interesting. So the Twins. You yeah. know, which is a great a great franchise. Great franchise. Kirby and Puckett's my all time. Kirby player. Puckett was the man. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kirby. Yeah. But such a great ball player. But they weren't always the twins. They were in Washington, DC. They were the senators from I think nineteen oh five to nineteen sixty one. Yeah. They had a franchise. You know, they upped and moved to Minnesota. Kind of weird spot, but it worked. I mean yeah. they had and they've had great success. And so you know, you think about the Twins, you don't think about their their hardcore roots and nope. the nation's capital. And it's funny that <clears throat> I believe for the Senators, wasn't it Walter Johnson or something who pitched for them who, like, could just rip the ball? Again, I it's not that I dislike baseball. It's just the older I've gotten and have kids, I kind of more focus on my son's team, which I shouldn't do. I live in St. Louis. I have my whole life. I should be a way bigger baseball fan than I am. But it's funny. You talk about I, – I – this is another one that when it was on the, the notes, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did relocate. But to me, the Twins, and again, it's I know it's a totally different name, but the Twins have always been Minnesota. Is you know, Kirby Puckett and Kent Dryback, or however you say, uh, the, the first yeah, Kerback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, <clears throat> guys like that, you know, that I – and even so far as, like, more modern with Joe Maurer and, and players like that, that that's what I've known. And again, I have a ton of family who live in Minnesota. So the twins, it was never about where they were before. It's about where they are now. And I don't know, I was a huge, you know, outside of St. Louis, the Cardinals, when I was a kid, I loved Kirby Puckett. Yeah. He was and, fun and, to watch. And I loved watching him play. And people told me I, my batting stance was like his. So that was somebody I was always drawn to, but I never, you're right. I'm one of these, casual fans of baseball who never thinks about how how they went from washington to minnesota and you know what a great name the twins yes i, mean, twins I like the twins except when they beat the cardinals <laughs> in 1987 but that's a whole nother yeah. podcast but and they played in the dump the metrodome for a while oh now God. they got a beautiful a beautiful field the over. metrodome i've not only seen baseball games there but football games there that place was a terrible terrible stadium. It was not, yeah it was not a very good stadium at all and so you know we talk about the senators and so they mm -hmm. moved they were you know in washington 1905 1961 they moved to minnesota and for some reason major league baseball thinks hey let's give washington dc another expansion team i think it was like the following year or Bro, two yeah and all of a sudden they're having no success they're still doing the same thing yep. that they're doing and then all of a sudden, 
hey, we're moving. So they become the Texas Rangers in 1972. And that's another thing. You never think about nope. the Rangers. You just think, well, the Rangers have always, always been, been the Rangers. But they weren't always the Rangers. And that's, this one <clears throat> makes total sense to me because you're right. They weren't successful. The, this version of the Washington Senators weren't, weren't successful. So they decided we're going to move you to one of the biggest cities in America. And that team, again, I – when I hear Texas Rangers, I don't think about Washington Senators. I only think about the Texas Rangers. And to gloat a little bit, I think about the Cardinals beating the Texas Rangers in the World Series all the yeah. time when David Freeze had that huge, huge hit. So, yeah, I've never really looked back on it and thought that uh, until you told me about this, I was shocked that Washington had two two go arounds with the Senators and neither of them worked. And they really relo their relocation cities were better than where they started. And they've had much more success yes. in, in those cities. <laughs> Absolutely. And I couldn't ever do a relocation episode and talk about baseball without talking about the beloved Montreal Expos. Mm -hmm. Loved them. First of all, <laughs> they were an expansion team in 1969. Yep. They're named after the 1967 Montreal Exposition, where it was like almost like a World's Fair type yep. situation. So they they had a cool name first Super of all, cool name. <laughs> and so they and they and they had. Great players, Hall of Larry Walker, Pedro Martinez, Vladimir Vlad, Guerrero. Yeah. My second I favorite mean, player of all time. He was a, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who's going to be better, him or his kid, but he was a stud. I mean, they had some huge, big time huge players. stars that played on that team and those teams, and even you know in the in the seventies and eighties. But then all of a sudden, just loses. I think you know Montreal just was losing. Interest losing interest, it was starting to dive down some, and then all of a sudden, we see where does Montreal go? <laughs> Who thinks this is a good idea? I don't know. They go to Washington, D.C. Nationals, and so all of a sudden, Washington, D.C. gets another baseball three times they get a three chance times. at the baseball team, but at least this go around. The Nationals are having fairly success and World Series, yeah, they won a World <laughs> Series. And what and what's interesting too that I I didn't. I mean, I just have known this since they were getting. Ready. I remember whenever they're getting ready to move in two thousand and four, is Baltimore tried the Orioles tried to stop them. Yep. They yep. actually like sued Major League Baseball and they sued because they were saying that that was basically like within their territory, mm -hmm. their franchise territory, and so they Which, went ahead and they went ahead and sued them. Sued them. Of course, they lost. So, but yeah. they go to. They go to from Montreal, and I still think it'd be cool next time Major League Baseball expands. Put a, a put a team back in Montreal. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Major League Baseball needs Montreal back, just like the NBA needs Seattle. <coughs> but um, hey, this, dude, you, you get an NHL team, you get the, the, the yeah, right. Start start cracking, man. <laughs> but no, like again, I don't I don't know what it was about teenage me, but I, I loved the Montreal Expos. They I, were just fun to root for. I absolutely, and they yeah, and. Their uniforms were wild. Again, I had that red, white, and blue hat with the Expo symbol on it. I had multiples of that hat. I would wear their T-shirts everywhere. But, yeah, you're right. Like, people, they think of Pedro Martinez, and they think of Boston, I imagine. And you think of these players who all got their start there. And I, when Vlad Guerrero came into the league, that dude was like a unicorn to me. I've oh, never seen amazing. anybody yeah. like him before. Just his stroke and <laughs> yeah. his success. He, he, and, like, the way he could – rifle the ball into the field and he was like a quiet type of superstar that played baseball and he was after Kirby Puckett had retired he was kind of who I gravitated to next and I love that team their dome looked as bad as a Metrodome but I'm sure it was fun there and 
I just I, I guess I like Canada because I really enjoyed that team. And when they did move, I was pretty bummed about it. And the fact that they went to Washington, I'm like, I don't want to watch another Washington team. Right. But they they've had success. Yeah, they, they had some good players. They're doing what they, they can. But man, I loved I love their uniforms. I, they were like a fun baseball team. They were yeah. like the Padres are now. Yeah, they're fun though. They were fun to watch because just all the characters they had and, yeah. the, and the good teams. <laughs> all right, so you have cities that have lost multiple teams to relocation and. You know, we're one of them, so yeah. this is our, our lamenting <laughs> section, and I'm kind of sad. You know, we yeah. it just – I think about – so, you know, we've had lots of sports teams in different leagues, you know, in and out of our area, whether it was, you know, the ABA or, or other. But we had some major moves, man. And so mm -hmm. I think about, like, one of the original first ones, maybe – I don't know first ones, but one of the most popular ones, man, you know, at one time, a lot of people don't realize this either, is that St. Louis had two baseball two teams, yep. two teams, an NL team, which are the Cardinals, and the Browns, which were the American League team, and they were here from 1902 to 1953. And, you know, part of that was a um, – I think they were just kind of – being overshadowed by the Cardinals. Absolutely. Uh, they were fighting over – I think they're fighting over space and I, and with the old Sportsman's Park. I believe they actually own Sportsman's Park and then the Cardinals rented it from – rented the space from them for their games, but something happened. And basically, they you know, they move. And, and the, the cool thing about it is in 1944, we had what was called the uh, Streetcar Series, mm -hmm. and the Cardinals and the Browns <laughs> yeah. played each other in the World Series. And I think that's pretty cool whenever two cities are playing against each other in the World Absolutely. Series. And, you know, the, the Browns <laughs> lost, but they have won AL champion. And they also, you know, had uh, – they had some good players, but they had, you know – one of the best players in the in all of baseball for a long time, George Sisler, and mm -hmm. you know Ichiro Suzuki just broke his record yep. about what I don't know. I let's just say just it's probably yeah. been ten years now. Time, yeah. Time's just flying time by, stops, but yeah. <laughs> but he was so but he was so you know immersed in the record and respect George Sisler. He actually went and visited his grave mm -hmm. in the two when the world or not the World Series when the All Star Game was here in two thousand nine. Yeah. So. You know, we lost the baseball team in 1953. They go and move to Baltimore, become the Orioles, yep. have tons of success, win yep. some World <laughs> Series in the 70s. They'll have some greats like Cal Ripken, a guy named Cal Ripken Jr. and <laughs> Some guy. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he's, he's had a pretty good career like Jim Palmer, all these, all these other guys too. But And also, the, the Browns had a one-armed player named Pete Gray. Then they have the really short guy too? Yeah, Eddie Goodell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so Eddie Goodell. That was like a um, – that was a stunt that the owner his name, his name was Bill Veck, but yeah, yeah. Eddie Goodell, he was a, a little person, I guess is the right yeah, term yeah. to say. He was I think he was under four foot. <laughs> Easily. And he actually wore the uniform of the um current Cardinals owner. That was his Browns uniform. Oh, wow. Bill DeWitt's uniform because he was a bat boy and Wow. I don't think his dad may have been part of the ownership of that team. I can't remember. But yeah, that was kind of a, a stunt that they threw him out there and yeah. you know, he got he had a plate appearance and got walked and yep. that was cool Famous man picture of the pitches going over his head yeah you know <laughs> you think about you know the you know st louis is clearly a baseball town and yeah there's lots of you know great memories but i think like what i mean could the cardinal or the good would the st louis community could they have supported a baseball team nah. two baseball teams no i don't think so that. That's the thing, too. Like, I think about it, and it's so cool that we had two teams and that they did face off in a World Series once. But, like, 
we're not New York or LA and like people will say, well, Chicago, Chicago is the third biggest city in America. Yeah, so the population is huge. They have enough to support two teams as well. But you know, I just don't think there's enough people here. And yeah. for some reason, like you said, people gravitated more towards the Cardinals and for good reason, the Cardinals are awesome. They're yeah. historically great. They're one of the best baseball, maybe the greatest national league team to ever be in baseball. So it makes sense that they gravitated more towards the Cardinals. It would be awesome, so awesome if we had two teams, and that'd be really, really cool to see. But I just don't think we have the population, especially now, the the interest in more than one baseball team. Yeah, unfortunately. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. When I think about that, um, you know, there's some great documentaries about the Browns. But let's like move over to uh, let's move over to basketball. The Hawks, man. So the Hawks, they were in St. Louis from 1955 to 1968. Another basketball they won an nba championship yep. in 1958 i think they went i think they went two or three times i know they went i, think yeah. they, I know they went back to back they did but they faced i mean facing boston yeah, yeah. they beat boston <laughs> once but you're not going to beat boston three times but what i found it interesting that i didn't know until i did this is that they actually drafted bill russell in 1956 yep. and yeah but that didn't work out obviously that didn't work out for them but <clears throat> that's another one where like st louis we've tried so so hard with basketball and you know, I think the Grizzlies thing could have worked out seeing where we are now, but I want them, I want our city to continue to try and get a basketball team. We have the space for it, whatever the, I don't know what it's called anymore. If it's the enterprise center now or whoever bought it out used to be the Savis and Scott trade center. We have the space for them to play. We have people like you. And I think there's more people like you and I out there who want to watch basketball games who would love to. I mean, I go up there and watch the Missouri Valley conference tournament almost every year. And that's lower level division one bass. So if we had an NBA team, I think it could work out. Now, that being said, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, they were, they're a story They haven't won anything, but their story franchise, Dominique Wilkins, was a great great player i watched growing up who you know not a lot of people talk spud webb won a dunk contest when he was there and recently recently as of like two weeks ago they were in the eastern conference like that team that went deep yeah that city has supported that team like i would hope we would support a team it's just the timing didn't work out then but i think it could work out now and i there's nothing i want more than an nba team in st louis uh, and then the most our most recent heartbreak was <laughs> the the Rams moving in. So so I got some probably not so favorable or not let's say like an unpopular opinion on the on the Rams. So okay. I love the Rams. I'm a Packer fan. So want, anything you're gonna say is not gonna right. Love me. Well, I, I don't care. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I try not to offend people on purpose. But I'm not gonna just. So we get the Rams in 1995. Okay, from. Los Angeles, uh-huh. and like okay, cool. We got a, we got a a great a great squad here. Well, it wasn't good when they moved, but we get some interesting characters. Like we draft Lawrence Phillips, Oof. and that really didn't work out. You know, <laughs> nope. rest in peace, Larry. And we, um, you know, but we get like all of a sudden in 1999, man. We 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 get a hometown kid, Trent Green, mm-hmm. went to Viani. You know, played in the NFL. He comes here. <laughs> Gets his leg snapped his leg, yeah. <laughs> in pregame, in a preseason game, and this unknown backup Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. Making you know, a movie about it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and I, and this is another unpopular opinion. I still think 
if Trent Green doesn't get hurt, I still think there's a Super Bowl win. Absolutely. I still think I like, totally this agree. is totally unpopular with. <laughs> it wasn't just Kurt Warner. It wasn't Kurt Warner. <laughs> and I'm not saying Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I mean, and he was definitely right place, right time where it worked out from him. And that's just sports. But I will argue that Trent Green was a good quarterback. And not only was he a good quarterback, he had Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, he had Orlando Pace. Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, uh, yes. Tory Holt, all those guys. I mean, Isaiah McKean, I mean all <laughs> yeah. these. They call it the greatest show on turf. They didn't call it the greatest QB on turf. But that exactly. was just fun to watch. They win the Super Bowl. They go back to back, to back lose to the Patriots. And Mike March should have never been the head coach. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think if – Dick Vermeil's the head coach again. They beat the Patriots, yep. but that's a whole nother, whole nother scenario. But um, you know, they're fun. They were fun to watch. They, they had some mm -hmm. successful seasons. We got a Super Bowl. Yep. So now all of a sudden, we're you know we we've gone we've got three out of the major four. Then we win the fourth one in 2019 with the with the yeah. Blues. But I think about, I think about you know, they had the the dome was which probably was poorly designed to begin with. I, don't I despise know, that, though. No. I don't know why. It's a ter it's it's good for conventions. Yeah, but when you but sit it, at top, yeah. it's like you're looking, like you're going to fall down. It is terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, terrible. You want to, Speaking of the dome, you want to hear a funny story. I, I, before, you know, the Cardinals left in 87 to go to Phoenix, and I don't know how. My, my dad's friend had season tickets to the Rams. Like, Let's go to a Rams game. So we're at the Rams game, and I'm, I'm probably, I don't know. This was... Like I'm maybe 14, 15 mm -hmm. years old, maybe. And I'm looking around, and my dad's like, what are you looking at? And I go, I can't, I'm still going to stay, and I don't care. I go, where's the yellow line at that we see on TV for the first time? <laughs> He's like, you idiot. That's just a – I'm like, oh. And it's just like, real. And I'm a smart guy. Yeah, I, mean, I was even pretty smart then, but I was just like, where's this yellow line at? So, But anyway, so, like, you know, the, the owner of the franchise – she died. She's the majority owner, Georgia Frontier. Uh -huh. She passes away. She and then the minority owner, this guy named Stan Kroenke. He first he says he doesn't want to buy the majority. Yeah. So this guy named Shad Khan get, comes in and he's going to buy the franchise. <laughs> it's going to be great. And all of a sudden he's like, No, no, no! I invoke my my right to buy the franchise so he buys it shot get I and mean, he was serious because he then he goes out and buys the jacksonville jacksonville, yeah. jacksonville jaguars and he's doing great out there yep. and so you know stan Kroenke buys the franchise and, and here's my probably as much as i love the franchise and i'm not a big fan of stan Kroenke, but the guy's a, a businessman and like like we talked earlier in the episode about you know he double the price of his business by mm. moving it from one location to the other yeah i don't like how he did it i wish exactly. he would have he you know that's my problem <laughs> he was just like oh you know like this and that like making all these excuses i wish he would have just manned up and be like look this is strictly business, strictly business i'm yep. sorry but if i move my franchise back to los angeles like it's a billion dollar franchise mm -hmm. overnight and it was and yeah. so like i mean like i just don't i don't like how he did it but like can we really blame him <clears throat> So that's <clears throat> on a business side, no. But that's my biggest problem with how he did it. Almost kind of like you, St. Louis hillbillies, won't understand why I'm moving this team. So I'm just gonna do it. Actually, when you mentioned Seedsing, the the website I write for, when it first happened, and I I'm not a fan of the Rams at all. I'm a Packer fan. That's my my dad. I'm, I'm my father's child. But I even wrote a whole thing about how it was cool to have a football team here and then just one night they're gone. It's kind of it's akin to what 
Art Modell did with the Browns moving right. to Baltimore essentially overnight in a truck moving an entire team. And that's how I feel what Stan Kroenke did is just kind of forget you St. Louis Hillbillies. I'm moving this team to Los Angeles. And it's a drag. But again, business-wise and where they are now and they have a new stadium, they're making more money than they can print at the time. So a business decision, brilliant. The way he did it, awful. Yeah, and I feel like whenever um... – what was it 2017 when they were in the super bowl i can't remember what year it was um yeah god the pandemic's thrown my brain yeah out. <laughs> me, me too i should have looked this up but i didn't but whenever they were in the super bowl again i, I mean i was probably one of the only i rooted for them i wanted them to win just because they were they were my team man i mean they were i was part of the greatest show on turf i remember when they won yeah man we i was in college and my friends over at my parents house were jumping up and we're bobbing and weaving and we're mm-hmm. and we're um we're just going to town, but you know, it makes me sad. I mean, we have all these teams that we had, then they left, and now we don't have a football team anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, we still have four championships that our, mm-hmm. our teams have won, which is pretty cool. But before we kind of shut this down, Ty, let, let's this one I had no idea about. <laughs> let's, um, yeah, this is another one that's really interesting. A lot of people don't. And before I did the research on it, I like. I thought it was just like rumored, but I didn't know how actually close it was until okay. I was doing more research on it. But well, so what? What if the Saskatoon Blues raise the cup in 2019? So again, this is the weird thing too. With would they keep the name Blues? Because I don't know what Saskatoon is like. Oh, but the, the Moose? Or, <laughs> I don't yeah, know maybe. Either. But like St. Louis Blues again makes sense to me. But I mean, from a perspective of somebody who doesn't know a lot about hockey, you know, Saskatoon upper north canada it makes sense to move a team there but the st louis blues are one of the original nhl franchises so the fact that they almost took that away and yet they raising a stanley cup you know in 20 that would have been so like almost dystopian for me to think about the blues not and again i'm not a hockey guy but to think about the blues not being here would be so so weird to me yeah, and um, I think about when I was doing, like, it was, so 19, you know, the franchise was going downhill. The The franchise came about, like, 1967. They There was the original six, and then they expanded to six more, and the Blues were part of that new expansion. Okay, yeah. And then they went and they did, they had so you know, they were in the, the finals when Bobby Orr beat them, I think, in 1968 or whatever it was. But then all of a sudden, they had transition you know, the original owners, I think they were the, the Salomons, they sold to Nestle Purina, or well, sorry, it was Purina at the time, not yeah. Nestle, for my bad. <laughs> no. But they sold to Purina because Purina was going to keep them in St. Louis. And then so Purina got tired of the franchise, I guess. I don't know if they were draining money or what the deal yeah. was, but they were actually, they sold them. They had an agreement in place in 1983 to sell the team to this business group and this guy in, you know, Saskatoon, which I think is Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan yeah. yeah. And so they they already had like in the works to have something, an arena for them built the following year. And it was, the deal was done. The check was written. Jesus. But what, what happened? I, I, I don't know. The NHL <laughs> said, nope, we're, we're not letting the NHL. The owners voted it down. All they needed Good. was the vote. 
if they had the vote, we oh would not have the St. Louis Blues. That's how close it was. I was reading it through this. And I go, this is amazing. Like, I always knew it was like, I've heard it rumored. I heard, you know, on the local sports no radio, like, it's always like, oh, it's good. You know, some people joke around. But when I was really diving in, I'm like, it was that close. I mean, they the guy back in Saskatoon, they had it to where, like, the an arena was going to be built. They had everything yeah. ready to go. They were on, they were on the move. They even said, like, they were whenever they were i don't know what canadian city they were playing in but the owner was there like passing out pamphlets to oh my the players <laughs> like saying like like here the some great spots here's in saskatoon spots. like here's which i don't know if there is no, you know i'm mean? sure i'm sure there i've is. never been there, there. Yeah. but i just think about that is so close that we were close to yet losing this. another franchise <laughs> and thank you to the nhl owners then yeah. because you hit my dream of having all four sports championships in St. Louis, even though only two teams are are still here, but we can we still have our memories and we still have our trophies. Yeah, it's just wild to think <clears throat> that it came down to a vote. And like I said in the ABA episode, like I would I would have loved to have been just in that meeting to see, you know, the wheels turning and why they decided to vote. And thankfully, they voted to keep the team here because. St. Louis isn't the biggest city. It's not the best city in the world, but our our fans are pretty diehard. I mean, we are. It's it's a big deal. I have, you know, my my friends who I hang out with outside of all this stuff. They always give me guff because I don't watch hockey, and they all when I talk to them about hockey, it's all Blues all the time, and it's the same way with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's all Cardinals all the time. When you talk about baseball, it's all they talk about. So. The fact that we were a vote away from losing the Blues is just – that's mind-blowing to me. But, hey, they're here. They won the Stanley Cup two years ago. I saw all the jokes in 2020 saying, well, I didn't really want to die if the Blues won the Stanley Cup, you know, all <laughs> that type stuff. But maybe – and yet, you know, it was nice that we had a football team and we had those three great years and then it was, you know, front-ended by Tony Banks and Lawrence Phillips and back-ended by Sam Bradford and his inability to stay healthy. But – I don't know. All in all, my my biggest lament, my biggest hope is that we do get an NBA team sometime in the near future. Yeah, I agree. I, I would be okay with – if I got to trade a um, – because the running joke was when the Rams were getting ready to leave, it's like, hey, we'll trade you the Rams for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. I'd have taken the Clippers. Absolutely, here. yeah. I mean, that would have been that, 100%. That would have been a fantastic <laughs> consolation prize. Well, Ty, man, I appreciate you coming on again. Thanks for your insight. It's always fun to chat with you about this stuff and just learning something new all the time. And thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch my friend Ty Kulik on seedsing.com. That's S E E D S I N G.com. And Twitter is T Y K U L I K, right? Yep. Same on Facebook, Instagram. And listen to the X Millennial Man podcast. Yeah. yeah. X Millennial. It's good <laughs> stuff. Him and his brother do a great podcast. And you can always catch me on Twitter at G Adams 81. And thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.